Expresso Prime, a podcast all about primes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Expresso Crime. As always, I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode for The Sunday Scaries is about 25 female killers. So many episodes we cover, there's just rarely women killing, but holy guacamole, this episode is making up for lost time. From throwback crimes to modern times and everything in between, Porter is skinandme.com. You can use code BB9TKKLU for 85% off your skin and me order. If you love it, continue for the regular price of $24.99 or cancel in the click of a button. The daily doser lasts one month. It's made for your skincare goals and customized right down to your name on the bottle. Literally, your name is right on the bottle. I am currently using it to help me reach my skincare goals and I have been loving it. The active prescription based ingredients are such a game changer. Thank you to Skin and Me for the code to share. This is an affiliate link, so I do receive a small commission. Thank you for your support through the links and listening. That, once again, for 85% off is BB9TKKLU at skinandme.com. So first on the list is Jazina Gottfried Tim. She was born March 6, 1785. So she was a German serial killer who murdered 15 people by arsenic poisoning in Bremen and Hanover, Germany between 1813 and 1827. So a major throwback crime. She was the last person to be publicly executed in the city of Bremen as well. So what's kind of crazy about this case is she mixed small doses of this arsenic poisoning into her victims' foods. And when they started to get sick, she, as this friendly and selfless person, offered to take care of them. And then she would continue to poison them. At the time of the criminal activity, she was just considered to be this model citizen. She was so well-liked. And even after the constant loss of relatives and people around her, it just seemed that she was just so friendly and kind. And like, it was just such a misfortune, just a cloud following her around. Her neighbors were just so moved by her willingness to help these people and that she was just so caring. And they often called her the angel of Bremen, when in reality, she was literally killing people. So it's just a really crazy one we're starting off with. Second on the list is Patty Cannon. So she was an illegal slave trader, murderer, and the co-leader of the Cannon-Johnson gang of Maryland and Delaware. So this group operated for about a decade in the early 19th century and abducted hundreds of free black people and fugitive slaves. And this was just across multiple state lines of selling into slave, slavery in southern states such as Alabama and Mississippi. The activity became known as the Reverse Underground Railroad. So she was active in the early 1820s to 1829 and just kidnapping, illegal slave trading, slave stealing, and murder. So just all around extremely terrible three on the list is Lydia Sherman. So she was an American serial killer. She poisoned eight children in her care, six of which were her own, along with three husbands. She was convicted of second degree murder in 1872. Five years into her sentence, she escaped under the pretext of being sick and got a job as a housekeeper to a rich widower. She was caught and imprisoned again, where she died in prison on May 16, 1878. So that span of crimes was from 1863 to 1877 just really cruel with the kids and then three husbands and kind of just a crazy element there of her escaping 
under that pretext of being sick and just getting a job as if everything was completely normal. Number four on the list is Amelia Dyer. She was an English serial serial killer who murdered infants in her care over a 30-year period in the UK. So she was trained as a nurse and widowed in 1869, and that is when she turned to baby farming, which is the practice of adopting unwanted infants in exchange for money to support herself. She initially cared for these children properly in addition to having two kids of her own but whether it was intentional or not a number of them did die in her care leading to the conviction for neglect and six months hard labor she then began directly murdering children she adopted through this strangling at least some of them and disposing of the bodies to avoid attention so this one is just a really sad one the span of crimes 1869 to 1896 and that stopped as soon as she was apprehended Number five on the list, Mary Cohen. So she was an American serial killer who poisoned two husbands and four children between 1884 and 1894 and attempted to murder a third husband. Convicted of killing her stepson in September 1894, she was sentenced to life in prison and was sent off to Maine State Prison, where she died a few years later from an unspecified illness. Next on the list, Jane Taupin. So she was an American serial killer who is known to have committed 12 murders in Massachusetts between 1895 and 1901, though she confessed to a total of 31 murders. The killings were carried out as a nurse, so she was targeting patients and their family members she admitted to having done this because she wanted to satisfy a sexual fetish was quoted as saying that her ambition was to have killed more people helpless people than any other man or woman who ever lived so that span of crimes 1895 to 1901 pretty long and definitely just another really tragic and sick case there so number seven oh i do want to note so her verdict, though, in all of this was not guilty by reason of insanity. So then that uh, the penalty was being committed to a mental hospital for life. Number seven on the list is Amy Duggan, Sister Archer Gilligan. So like just the longest name possible. So she was a nurse and serial killer from Windsor, Connecticut. She murdered at least five people by poisoning them. One of her victims was her second husband. The others were residents of her nursing home. So at minimum, five victims, span of crimes, 1907 to 1917. So 10 years there. And you've all been waiting for what always happens every episode, Guess why? Life insurance. Even back then. Number eight on the list, Clara Green Carl. So she was an American writer. Oh, but also this, also a murderer. So in 1922, she was convicted of having poisoned her second husband along with his father. She was sentenced to life in prison, but she was paroled after just 15 years. During her time in prison, she escaped once and evaded recapture for a week. It is suspected that she killed her first husband as well. So just the prison escape there and then early parole as well. Number nine, Nanny Doss. We have mentioned before, but you know, has to be on this list. So she was a American serial killer responsible for the deaths of 11 people between sometime in the 1920s and 1954. 
So she finally confessed to the murders in October 1954 after her fifth husband, yes, fifth, had died in a small hospital in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In all, it was revealed that she had killed four husbands, two children, two of her sisters, her mother, two grandsons, and a mother-in-law. So 11 victims, the span of crimes really long, 1927 to 1954, and you guessed it, the motive, life insurance money. Number 10 on the list is, I'm going to get this so wrong, but Mayuki Ishikawa. So she was a Japanese midwife, a real estate agent. Oh, and here's another, just, you know, probably should mention this, serial killer. So during the U.S. occupation of Japan, she and several accomplices are believed to have murdered dozens of infants. So she was apprehended January 15th, 1948, and her span of crimes was two years. Her criminal penalty was just four years in prison. Number 11 on the list, Sharon Kine. So she is a murderer and a prison escapee. She was convicted in prison for one murder and is suspected of two others in the U.S., one of which she was acquitted at trial. And now she is the subject of the longest currently outstanding arrest warrant for murder in the history of Kansas City, Missouri, and one of the longest outstanding felony warrants in U.S. history. Eep. Number 12. So Judy... Bononas, also known as like four other names, was an American serial killer who was executed for the 1971 murder of her husband. She was also convicted for the 1980 murder of her son and of the 1983 attempted murder of her boyfriend. So she acknowledged to have been responsible for the 1978 death of another boyfriend. However, by the time authorities made the connection between the two, she had already been sentenced to death in the state of Florida. So three victims, span of crimes, 1971 to 1983, and the mode of life insurance. 13th on the list, Carol Bundy. So she was an American serial killer. So she and Doug Clark became collectively known as the Sunset Strip Killers after being convicted of a series of murders in LA during the late spring and early summer. So just like a two to three month crime span, but convicted of two victims and suspected of more. Number 14 on the list, Diane O'Dell, so an American female serial killer who was convicted of murdering three of her 12 children. She was also investigated for the disappearance of another child, so she did regularly travel with these corpses, and the bodies of three dead newborns were found in May 2003 in a storage shed that she rented out and then abandoned in Arizona, so she was apprehended May 17, 2003, and this case became known as the Babies in Boxes murder case because the police did found um, the babies that died at birth between 1981 and 1984 in that storage um, unit that she rented, and then um, the landlord, when she stopped paying her rent, cleared out her possessions, which happened to be corpses. So that's just like a really, like, that makes like so uncomfortable like the fact that not only did she kill them but then she kept the corpses in that storage unit like oh my goodness 
Number 15th, so Dorothea Punet was an American convicted serial killer. In the 1980s, she ran a boarding house in Sacramento. So she murdered various elderly and mentally disabled boarders before she would cash their social security checks. So the total count reached nine murders. She was convicted of three and the jury hung on the other six. So that span of crimes, 1982 to 1988, she was, we have talked about this case before and she also, that case was mentioned on a Netflix show like Worst Roommates or something to that name. That's just a really another gruesome that's the word I was looking for in the and the case just one back um this these two back-to-back are very gruesome cases number 16th on the list Alton Coleman so she was an American serial killer who along with an accomplice Deborah Brown committed a crime spree across six states in the Midwest between May and July 1984 that resulted in the deaths of eight people Coleman was received death sentence in three states. She was executed by the state of Ohio in 2002. Number 17 on the list, Cynthia Kaufman. So an American serial killer convicted in the 1986 deaths of two women in California. She was convicted along with her boyfriend. So she admits to committing the murders but insists she suffered from battered woman syndrome. She was sentenced to death and is sitting on death row in a Central California woman's facility. So a relatively short crime spree there but just really tragic. Number 18 on the list, Faye Della Copeland. So she and Ray Copeland at the ages of 69 and 76 became the oldest couple ever sentenced to death in the U.S. They were convicted of killing five drifters at their farm in Missouri. When her sentence was commuted to life in prison in 1999, she was the oldest woman on death row like titles you don't want to hold but really interesting there number 19 on the list Eileen Wernos so this case definitely made me want to do this episode so I'm going to do a bit longer of a spiel here and just a little bit of a deep dive so her parents were 14 and 18 when they got married less than two months before she was born her mother filed for divorce at age 16 her mother gave birth to her and her father at the time was in jail in 1960 when Eileen was almost four years old the mother abandoned the kids she and her brother leaving them with her her parents who were both alcoholics the grandparents adopted the two kids that year at the age of 11 eileen began engaging in sexual activities in school in exchange for cigarettes drugs and food she also had engaged in sexual activities with her brother she said that her alcoholic grandfather had sexually assaulted and beaten her when she was a child as well The father was sentenced to life imprisonment for kidnapping and raping a seven-year-old girl and he committed suicide by hanging in prison on January 30th, 1969. That next year, at age 14, Eileen became pregnant, having been raped by a friend of her grandfather. She gave birth to a boy at a home for unwed mothers on March 23rd, 1971, and the child was placed for adoption. A few months after her son was born, she dropped out of school and had a About that same time, her grandmother died of liver failure. When she was 15, her grandfather threw her out of the house, and that's when she started supporting herself through sex work and living in the woods near the old home. 
from 1989 to 1990 while engaging in street sex work along highways in Florida. She shot dead and robbed seven of her male clients. She claimed that her clients had either raped or attempted to rape her and that all of these homicides were committed in self-defense. Nonetheless, though, she was sentenced to death for six of the murders, and on October 9, 2002, after 12 years on Florida's death row, she was executed by lethal injection. Isn't that one just so interesting, especially a bit with the background and just kind of from birth to death row? I found that one interesting. 20th on the list is Kristen Gilbert. So she's an American serial killer and she's a former nurse. She was convicted of four murders and two attempted murders of patients. So she induced cardiac arrest on these patients by injecting their IV bags with massive doses of something that's commonly known as adrenaline, which is an untraceable heart stimulant. So she would then respond to these coding emergencies, often uh, resuscitating the patients herself. So prosecutors said that she was on duty for about half of the 350 deaths that occurred at this hospital from when she started working there in 1989 and that the odds of this merely just being a coinkadink Hannah Montana reference was one in 100 million. However, her only confirmed victims were four people. So that span of crimes was for a year long though it is suspected of death dating back to 1989 when she first started working there. Five more cases here and number 21. Michelle Kotek is an American convicted murderer from Raymond, Washington. She was convicted in 2004 of second degree murder and manslaughter for her role in the torture and deaths of two people who were living with her and her husband in their home. Her husband was also convicted of the murder of her 17-year-old nephew who also lived with them. So she she is also suspected of possible involvement in the death of an 81-year-old. She did inherit his possessions and assets after he died of a head trauma, which happened while she was employed as his caregiver, and that was in 2002. So the criminal penalty here is 22 years, victims 2 to 3, and the span of crimes 1995 to 2003. That one is just awful in the fact that these people were like either she was hired to look after the one person and then the others lived in the home with them. So just really awful. 22, Juana Barraza. So this is an a Mexican serial killer and former professional wrestler. So she was sentenced to 759 years in prison for killing 16 elderly women. So her span of crimes went from 1998 to 2006 uh, she had at least 16 victims, though they suspect um, about 42 to 48. And that um, after she was arrested, more than 30 unsolved cases were officially closed. So kind of crazy there. Um, and then number 23 on the list. This is a really wild one. The death of Brian Wells took place on August 28, 2003, after Wells, a pizza delivery man, robbed a bank in Pennsylvania. Upon being apprehended by police, Wells was murdered when an explosive collar locked to his neck detonated. This has been described as one of the most complicated and bizarre crimes in the history of the FBI. I will second that. So the FBI investigated 
Uh, their investigation resulted in Marjorie Dale Armstrong and Kenneth Barnes being charged with the crime in 2007. So Marjorie formed the plan with the motive of receiving inheritance. If it's not life insurance, it's inheritance. So she hired Barnes with the money from the bank robbery to kill her father. So Wells's involvement in the plot is a matter of controversy. Investigators concluded that he was a willing participant in the robbery but was told the bomb was fake, whereas the family say he was forced to rob the, rob the bank. Wow, wow, wow. Like, controversy aside, the fact that that um, bomb was placed on his neck and it exploded is just really something else. Two more on the list, number 24. In April 2009, Skylar Delion and ex-wife Jennifer Henderson were convicted of charges relating to the murder of three people. Skylar Delion was sentenced to death while Jennifer Henderson was sentenced to two terms of life in prison without parole. Skylar Delion's gender was officially changed to female in 2019 while awaiting execution on death row. Last on the list, number 25, Susan Monica. She is an American former sailor and convicted murderer. We're definitely not here to talk about her sailing. So both of the victims had worked as handymen on her farm and each had gone missing under mysterious circumstances in 2012 and 2013. In both cases, Monica dismembered the victims before feeding portions of their remains to her farm pigs. Partial remains of the two men were discovered at her residence after authorities interrogated her for identity theft of the one man. Um, so her criminal penalty, 50 years imprisonment in the span of crimes, 2012 to September 2013. And that is on never trusting pig farmers. I know that's going to be a very broad generalization, but I mean, oh my goodness. It's just like, so like, again, gruesome. Thank you so much for listening. I know it's weird to say, but I hope you enjoyed it. I do want to remind you of the Skin and Me promo code BB9TKKLU for 85% off your skinandme.com order. I hope to see you for more Sunday Scaries by Expresso Crime. Next week's episode 121 is going to be about vigilante killers. It's going to be a very interesting and sinister episode. But that wraps up today's episode, so I will see you next week for more Sunday Scaries by Expresso Crime. Bye for now.